0: I'm Jody Niznick, and you're listening to So Much More. In John 16.12, Jesus stated, There is so much more I want to tell you. He then pointed to the Spirit as the one who would come, who would further his teaching, By bringing his word to life for us. So much more creates space for God to reveal his truth through his word. Today, we are continuing in our series Meditating on the Life of Moses that coincides with my Bible study called Choose. So, if you're following along, this lesson lines up with week nine of the study. You can grab a copy on Amazon or Christian Book, and as always, there's a link in the show notes. We're going to be experiencing today's passage using the Lectio Divina Scripture Meditation Method. And if you haven't done that before, I want to invite you to pause here, and you can do one of two things. You can either download the free Lectio Divina journal that I've created for you. There's a link in the show notes, or you can go listen to the very first podcast where I walk you through exactly what Lectio Divina is and what you can expect from this meditation process. For now, though, let's go ahead and get started. To do that, I want to invite you to just settle your heart and your mind and your soul by taking a few deep in and out breaths. And as you are breathing deeply in and out. Just imagine that with that inward breath, you are inviting Jesus into this space. And with the outward exhalation, you are giving him over everything that feels burdensome to you, or that may be distracting to you right now. So go ahead and take a few more deep in and out breaths. And as you do, let me pray for us. Oh Lord, we invite you in to this space right now and we pray by the power of your spirit that no matter what is happening around us, that this would become a holy and sacred time with you. Lord, would you guide us by the power of your spirit to notice what we need to notice in this passage and would you lead us to have the conversation with you. we need to have. And ultimately, Lord, we pray that as we leave this time of spending time with you in your word and listening to your word, that we would feel a deeper connection to you and that we would feel encouraged. So we pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So let me give us a little context for the scripture that we're going to meditate on today. We're actually going to be taking a little excursion from the life of Moses to meditate on a passage in the New Testament, and here's why. As we've been following the story of Moses, there are two encounters that we could have looked at. One was when Moses went up on the mountain to meet with God to receive the law. And while he was gone, the people who were led by Aaron quickly turned away from God and everything they had been taught, and they went to an idol to worship. Uh, God and Moses both are very upset with this, and Moses, though, asked that God would have mercy on the people, and God does. So that's one account. Then the other account that we could have looked at is where Moses' brother Aaron and his sister Miriam talk negatively about him, and it's they essentially question his character and why God had chosen him to do the work that he had been done. And God inflicts Miriam with a pretty severe punishment for her sin of talking against Moses. In that account, Moses prays for her and she is healed. So both of these accounts are interesting and they're both similar because they deal with being betrayed, being betrayed by the people that we are closest to. Unfortunately, these accounts don't really lend themselves to meditation because they're pretty long. And so I thought about what is it that really gets to the heart of what do we do when we feel betrayed? And that led me to Jesus' words in Matthew, and they are challenging words about how we are supposed to love others. So that's where we'll be. We'll be in Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48. And today I'm reading from the New Living Translation. So as always, the first time I read this passage to you, it is an opportunity for you to just hear the words and know where the passage is going. So this now is a reading of Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48. You have heard the law that says, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who persecute you. In that way, you will be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good, and he sends the rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Now as I read the passage for you a second time, this time we want to ask the Lord to help us notice something in the passage, a word or a phrase, something that seems to stand out above all the other things in the passage. And then I'll give you some space to reflect on that after the reading. So this now is a second reading of Matthew 5 verses 43 through 48 you have heard the law that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy but I say love your enemies pray for those who persecute you in that way you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven for he gives his sunlight and To both the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in Heaven is perfect. So take a few moments now to think about whatever it was that the Lord drew your attention to and ask, how might this connect to my life right now? As I read the passage for you a third time. This time notice the word or phrase or whatever it is that the Lord drew your attention to again. And then we'll take some time after the reading to respond to God and however he may be inviting us to respond. He might be inviting us to confess a sin or obey a command. Or maybe there's just a truth we need to remember, or a step of trust we need to take, or maybe something else entirely, but I'll give you some space after the reading to do that. So this now is a third reading of Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48. You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbor. And hate your enemy but I say love your enemies pray for those who persecute you in that way you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there for that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that, but you are to be perfect even as your father in heaven is perfect. So take some time now and have a conversation with God about whatever he has stirred in you and respond to whatever invitation he is giving you. as I read this passage for you, one final time, I want to invite you to take a posture of rest, to rest in knowing that you are dearly loved, to rest in knowing that God created you and you are uniquely made by him. Rest in knowing that however he's calling you to love others around you, that he will equip you for that. Just rest in his goodness. So this now is a fourth and final reading of Matthew 5, verses 43 through 48. You have heard the law that says, Love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies pray for those who persecute you in that way you will be acting as true children of your father in heaven for he gives his sunlight to both the evil and the good and he sends rain on the just and the unjust alike if you love only those who love you what reward is there for that Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. And if you are kind only to your friends, how are you different from anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. O Lord, we thank you for your word. And we acknowledge that this passage is a challenging passage when we are told to love enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So, Lord, I pray that you would help us know how to do that in a way that honors you, to know how to do that in a way that is true to what you are really asking us to do. Lord, I know that this scripture has often been taken out of context and it has been used against us as your children to maybe have us put up with behavior that's not healthy. And so I pray that if there's anyone struggling with that right now, Lord, that you would send wise counsel into their life and that you would equip them to know what does love look like in this situation. Lord, guide and lead each and every one of us, as we face the challenge of loving those who are hard to love. But help us do it in your name and for your glory. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, I do want to invite you to listen in on the conversation that I have with Sherry Stahl. Sherry is an author She's a speaker, she's a radio host, and she and I have a great conversation about what does this passage actually mean and what does it look like for us to love our enemies and pray for those who persecute us. So if you're struggling with that, and even if you aren't, I hope that you will listen to that conversation because it was really good and there's a lot of resources that we talk about that you can go to for more information. And I also want to just ask a quick favor. If you are enjoying this podcast, would you just leave a rating or review? Would you subscribe to it? It means the world in helping me do this ministry and get the word out. And as always, friends, I just want to thank you for joining me on so much more because we do believe Jesus has so much more to say to us, and we are creating space to listen.